hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Earlier this month, we shared the steps on how to avoid the debt depression spiral. But how do you break free from the spiral when you're already in it? A listener reached out to us since we published that episode number 348 with this very same question. So you're listening to episode 352 of the Crew Money Podcast. And today we're answering a listener's question about how to stop a financial train wreck that's already happening. So let's fix this fast. Let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. A listener shared this with us via email. My credit card debt has swallowed me up. I was doing okay as a registered nurse until I left during COVID because I needed a mental health break. I eventually fell behind on credit card payments and my interest rates went to 28% and above. I'm working again, but not earning what I was and it's been hard. My partner and I are looking for a home right now. I'm not going to lie. It feels a bit hopeless. We both have jobs currently, but my 500 credit score is nerve wracking because everyone wants 650 plus. So with this email and as a follow up to Queer Money episode number 348 about how to avoid the debt depression spiral, today we're covering how to stop a financial train wreck that's already in the making. Take it off, Mr. Auden. Right. So we want to share with you five steps that we think will guide you through this process of what you can do if you're in the thick of it, right? You're in the train wreck happening right now. And for a lot of folks, it feels very hopeless, right? Just like the individual who emailed us said that it feels hopeless. So the first step we recommend is to actually stop and breathe you need to slow down, right? You need to take some time to actually break away from the day-to-day. Oftentimes, we get so wrapped up in the rush to do things and constantly all of these obligations that we have, and that can sometimes even cause us to even stress more about our current situation. And one of the best ways that we suggest you do this is to do a narrow detox. Take some time, whether it's a weekend, a whole week, or a month, take the time. Take the time to rest, relax, Rejoice in what you do have. Focus on that positive, right? And then during that time period, spend as little money as possible, right? Do your dinero detox. And you can go back on Queer Money episodes in the past. We've talked about the dinero detox or search dinero detox on the debtfreeguys.com website. We give you some pointers on how to do this. But the whole point of doing this really is to take a break from your spending so you have the time to reflect on what's really going on. Exactly. And I think, you know, we're in the thick of the holiday season right now. And I think for a lot of people, when they're when they feel like they're in the middle of a train wreck, the holiday season can be one of the worst 
times of year for them. Because for a lot of people, it's just like, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to, I'm just going to stick with status quo. I'll spend as normal. I'll just deal with, and I'll deal with the consequences in the new year after January 1st when I become a whole new person. <laughs> and so <laughs> people just kind of put their blinders on at this time of year. And I think it's a good idea to maybe make this year be a little bit more intentional. I know David had said, you know, take a whole month off of spending and in the middle of Thanksgiving and the new year that almost seems impossible in our culture. But I think it actually, you know, maybe trying to be a contrarian this year and simply saying, you know what, I'm not spending any money this holiday season and everybody can deal with that. I have to worry about my own mental health and maybe kind of going against the grain might make some people feel like they're actually taking some significant initiative to improve their financial situation and maybe stop this train wreck from happening while they're already on it. So as hard as it might be, it might be the best time of year maybe to do that, that, that detox. Step number two is to acknowledge that things aren't that great. You want to be honest with yourself that things aren't good, but that they can get better, right? We've all been here before. Any of us who has made it to adulthood as an LGBTQ person has had to deal with this sort of psychological thinking before that, yeah, it might suck right now, that may be true, but it will get better. And it typically, for most people, it does. And that's why you're taking action today. So acknowledge that things aren't great. We don't want to be Pollyanna-ish about it, <laughs> right? We want to be factual, truthful, but because that's the only way that we can get honest and create a clear strategy to attack what the problem is, is if we are truthful with ourselves, but things will get better. And then our suggestion with that step is, Maybe find one to three short to medium term action steps that you can take to slowly make things get a little bit better. Maybe one step is to figure out, get crystal clear on what your hopes and dreams are. We've talked about that a lot on the podcast. Or maybe think about what can I do over what can I do over the next few months to improve my credit score, such as maybe taking the free build or improve your credit score powered by Experian Boost that we have available for free at debtfreeguys.com. What are some simple steps you can take to start chipping away at the problem? Yeah. The next step, step number three, there's actually a fair bit to this, but this is the operation side, right? This is triage. When someone comes in into an emergency room, there's the diagnosis, which is kind of the steps one and two, right? To stop, look at what's going on, understand what's happening. And then the next part is the surgery, right? Well, that's really what's happening here. So the first part of triage is to get crystal clear as to where you are currently. A lot of us know a little bit about our financial picture, but we don't know the nitty gritty. So what we suggest is to do a simple financial snapshot. And that means you're looking at all of the income that you have, all of the expenses that you have, all of the assets that you have, and all of the debt that you have. Put all of that down somewhere. Put it down so that you actually can see it. This is what I'm bringing in every month. This is what's going out every month. This is what we have in our checking accounts, savings accounts, investing accounts, wherever money may be at or assets may be at. And then these are all the things that we owe money on, whether it's things like credit cards or a mortgage, auto loans, things like that. Get all that down so you can actually truly see this is what this picture looks like. It helps understand those numbers because then you want to move forward in the other parts of the operation. Yeah, exactly. We're again we're trying to figure out, you know, exactly where are we right now so we can take the most effective steps to improve things. 
Sticking with the surgery theme, and I don't know if this was inspired because the question came from a registered nurse. (laughs) I don't think so, but maybe. Sticking with the the surgery theme, the next part of triage then is to stop the bleeding. What do you have to do immediately to start to to, to mitigate the consequences? And that's a couple of steps that are involved within that stopping the bleeding. That is to do a simple spending analysis. We've talked on on the podcast before how so many people aren't exactly sure where all their money is going. And most of us would be surprised with where the bulk of our money is going. So doing a simple spending analysis that figures out exactly where your money is coming from is different than knowing what money is coming in and where it's, and, and what expenses you have. But here we're figuring out what's the flow of cash for you. Where is the money coming from? How much is, is coming in? And then where exactly is all the money going? The, the, the nice thing about doing a spending analysis is oftentimes when we're spending, we don't think that we're actually spending that much, right? But then when you look historically at it, whether it's a whole month or three months or six months, then you start to see, okay, I am actually spending quite a bit of money on wine or dining out or subscription services or stuff like that. Exactly. And then the next is to, once you know where all those exp- where all your money is going, what all those expenses are on a reoccurring basis, then do a spending reduction, right? This is this is the critical step. This is where we're going to rein in, rein in the spending so that either we free up cash to redirect it to more appropriate places or that we stop adding to our debt because we're already spending beyond our means. With all of those sort of worksheet examples, the fin- simple financial snapshot, spending analysis, a spending reduction. You can get tools to help you out with that in the credit card debt slasher toolbox, which is available both at debtfreeguys.com as well as queermoneypodcast.com. And then we encourage you if, if you get that, or if you don't get that, listen to episode number 190 of the Queer Money Podcast. We talk about how to do a spending analysis. Yeah. Now that was, we walk folks through the more comprehensive spending analysis that we use with people when we do one-on-one coaching or in our bigger programs. So they won't align exactly with a simple spending analysis that's in the credit card debt slash or toolbox, but the philosophy and the theories will be the same. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community through access to credit, tools to manage debt and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. If you're looking for the most impactful way to reduce your expenses, we encourage you to look at your grocery expenses. For most of us, most Americans, reigning in your grocery, grocery expenses, food. dining out expenses is the most effective way to free up some cash to either redirect to more appropriate areas or to stop adding to your debt. We were reminded of this again. We interviewed Hannah and Juliet from the PBS TV show, Opportunity Knox. Their interview is going to come out episode 362, so it's not out quite yet. But they talked about how they were being coached by Gene Chatsky to help fix their financial situation. And they mentioned that this was one of the most surprising ways that they realized the most effective ways for them to get control of their finances, specifically, not ironically, as David mentioned, in the wine category. (laughs) They did not realize how much money they were spending on wine. And And, and casual walking down the street happy hours, I think, is one of the things they said. Exactly. South Street can be dangerous for a number of reasons. And 
this was a surprise that David and I had when we did our our spending analysis the first time was we did not know how much money we were spending on wine. We knew we liked it, but we didn't know how much we loved it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, you know, the, and this this step here, the spending analysis and and spending reduction is something even if you don't have credit card debt or you're not struggling financially, this is a step that we have worked with people who who don't have debt mm-hmm. and this still shocks them as to how much money they actually are spending and how they could use that money for other things to actually improve their lives financially, whether that's saving for a down payment on a house or investing or putting money into their 401ks. But a couple of things to think about when it comes to cutting expenses, there's some easy categories, as John mentioned, but oftentimes we think about groceries and we think we kind of get accustomed to having certain brands or having to have certain flavors and tastes when we cook at home or we purchase things. It might be time to maybe downgrade those a little bit so you have that extra money. Remember, we're in triage mode here. So you're going to take every avenue that you have available to yourself to try to fix this situation. So maybe going even going to generic brands or store brands, <laughs> right? Yeah. Cutting the cable used to be a big thing, but now I think a lot of people are talking about maybe it's time to ditch a streaming service or two because there's so many out there. And a lot of folks have just piled those on, especially during the pandemic. We were staying at home so much, they piled those on. It might be time to unload some of those to make some room available. The same thing with cooking at home. The frequency in which Americans dine out on a weekly basis is crazy compared to a lot of other countries. And that's maybe part of the reason why we have so much consumer debt. When it comes to debt, that's another place. If you do have credit card debt, remember, try to use the debt lasso method to try to reduce the most expensive part of paying off credit cards. And that is your high interest rates. And then one of the things that John and I did when we were paying off our debt and still do is we try to look for inexpensive ways to entertain ourselves. Keep a list of things that are free and cheap that are going on in your area so that when you do get that moment of I'm bored or I want to do we want to do something or we want to get together with our friends, you can find something that isn't going to cost cause you to be tempted to drop 50, 100, 150 dollars in one situation. I think we need to do a poll in the Queer Money Facebook group soon about what people, how much money people are spending on streaming services. Yeah. I actually think it'd be quite surprising because cutting the cord made a, a lot of sense, right? When people were spending 100 to $300 a month on cable packages, and then suddenly Netflix was around and that was costing, was it originally $7? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was $9.99, but I can't remember. But less than $10. But then now we've got all the other streaming services and everybody's now got got like multiple streaming services that that again we're nickel and diming ourselves that you know five dollars ten dollars here and there that adds up when you've got i don't know what eight ten different different streaming services and we feel like we hit you know we need to have each one because there's like one show that we like on each channel right (laughs) and remember youtube is free right you got to watch the commercials but there's a lot of free content on youtube including deaf-free guys and crew many podcasts (laughs) (laughs) so continuing on the, the triage step here then once you've cut your expenses, now it's time to figure out how to increase your income. This is a great topic to have right now because in the middle of the holiday season, the holiday season is also annual review season, right? You're getting a request typically from your employer to do your your self-assessment that everybody hates doing. Well, use this to your advantage this year. This is the year to advocate for yourself and ask for that raise or that promotion. 
There's never been a better time to ask for that raise in promotion, even though we're dealing with inflation and there are job cuts. There's still a lot of people who are bouncing and going from job to job and it's still an employee's market. So leverage that to your benefit and let your employer know that you need a raise, you need a promotion, and it needs to be significant. We talked with Darcy of We Want Guac on Queer Money episode number 318, and she talked about the need for self-advocacy, the need for financial self-advocacy. Listen to that episode and get some tips about how you can advocate for yourself when it comes to your job and your income. And then remind your employer that as of this recording anyway, inflation is at 8.2%. And that measly 1% to 3% raise that they give you every year is not going to cut it because that means you're, next year you're going to be losing even more money by staying and working for the same job. And if you need to, David has a suggestion on how to <laughs> put your employer on the line right. about that raise. Well, it's job change season. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about this this time of year. I'm talking about right now people are switching jobs because it is still is an employee's market. Sixty percent of people who change jobs going from one company to another say that they get some sort of increase in pay. So don't limit yourself by saying you have to stay locked in at this company right now. The other thing to be thinking about is there are small companies. I know we're hearing about layoffs in some of the big companies, places like Facebook, which probably needs to. Twitter. For different reasons. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's, there's some big companies that are laying people off maybe because they grew too much during the pandemic or... But there are lots of small companies that are still hiring, right? And look for those employers that are still hiring. It's... If you need to bounce, this is still a good time to bounce. Go back and listen to episode 11 of the Queer Money Podcast, where we talked to Brian Thompson about four keys to a midlife career change. The steps that he suggests or things that he suggested can help you prepare yourself to go to another employer, to what you should be thinking about, how to prepare yourself to say, I'm out of here, I'm moving on. Yeah, he went from being a tax attorney to becoming a financial planner, while somewhat related to each other. It was still a significant career change, and he's been super successful ever since. So highly suggest listening to that episode. Or you can also watch it on YouTube. (laughs) Then the next step in the triage phase, the final step, probably not unexpected because we talk about this a lot on the Criminy Podcast, and that is to increase your income streams. There's always, always, always reasons to increase your income streams and not rely on one singular employer. Here, it would obviously help you to, with the triage phase of funneling more money to debt or whatever the, the concern at the moment might be, or when that's all over, you can continue to use this these extra income streams to funnel towards your longer term goals of retiring early or buying a house or whatever the case may be. So a few episodes for you to listen to for, to get some inspiration. Episode 93, we talked with Nick Loper about how to get into side hustles, and he shared dozens of different side hustle examples that you might want to look into. Then episode 233, we talked about with Daniel Flores about how they're helping people get into side hustles and a number of different side hustles that they find work for people. Episode 253, we talked with Mindy Jensen of Bigger Pockets about how to get into real estate investing. There are numerous ways to do that, but that's an episode to think about as well as house hacking, which if you currently have any space in the home that you live in to have somebody rent a room or rent a portion of your property, that might be a great way to 
generate some income immediately and cut your your personal expenses. Episode 257, we talked about how to get in the vending machine business. Yes, a vending machine business. And then 303, we talked with Tom Brickman of The Frugal Gay about how he got into flipping and then he used flipping women's bras to fund getting into his real estate investing, <laughs> which has been quite lucrative for him ever since. All right. Now the triage portion is over. Let's move on to step number four. Let's take a look at what those big financial problems are, and then let's break them down into simpler, manageable pieces. The whole eat the elephant in one bite analogy here. So if you have, let's say, for example, you have $20,000 in credit card debt and it's looming over your head, think about how you're going to break that down into manageable pieces, right? If you use the debt lasso method and you're able to get your interest rate down, think about paying that $20,000 over five years. Yeah, it's not going to be gone right away and it's still going to be with you for a while, but over five years, you're probably looking at a monthly payment of around $350, a weekly payment of probably somewhere between $80 and $90. So when, when you think about that, it makes it easier to understand how you can figure out how to, how do I save? How do I cut my expenses by $83 a week? Or how do I earn an extra $83 a week? It's not easy, but it is easier when you look at it in small pieces, right? And then spreading it out over that time period. Yeah, we all want it gone and we want it gone right away, but we know that it's simply, that's simply not how our financial picture can change. We have to do this over time. We have to do make progress. And to be honest, if we don't take the time to do it and it all happens at once, a lot of for a lot of folks, we end up right back in the same situation because we didn't learn any habits or life skills that allows us to stay out of this situation. I think this is the closest correlation that personal finance has to the power of now that Eckhart Tolle talks about. Now, the, the idea there is no matter what the problems are in the world, even the problems in our own life, there's no point in being depressed about what's happened in the past or stressing about something that might might happen in the future. You know, the, the suggestion in the law of attraction is to focus on how you are right now in this moment. And when you think about $20,000 of debt and how am I going to get rid of that? And it's going to take five plus years for me to do that. That can create a lot of anxiety and almost seems insurmountable. When you think about it, when you break it down into what can I do today, what's what's most accessible to me right now, suddenly figuring out how to cut $83 or increase your income by $83 or a combination of the two seems a little bit more accessible. It's, what, it's, it's actually something that I can deal with right now. And then if you're able to continue with that over time, then you'll be able to pay off that $20,000 in debt in five years or even less if you're consistent and build, build on top of it. And that is step number five. The key to anything hard, losing weight, gaining muscle, going through college, graduating, paying off a significant amount of debt, solving most financial problems is regularity and consistency. Repetition and persistence is what wins the race. Yeah. Keep your eye on the goal, but be consistent and repetitive with whatever that is, whether you're losing 20 pounds or you're trying to save or, or pay off $20,000 of debt. Right. Be the tortoise, not the hare, right? Exactly. hundred percent. And one of the ways to maintain that consistency, because it can be a hard slog for some people. One of the ways to maintain that consistency is to have an accountability partner or an accountability group where you share with them what your goals are. 
what your commitment to yourself is, and that they, on a regular basis, hold you accountable, check in with you to make sure that you're living up to what you said you wanted to do. If you don't have that person in your life, we highly suggest going into the Queer Money Facebook group and asking if there's anybody in the group that wants to be an accountability partner with you. No doubt there's somebody in that group that has a similar problem or has dealt with a similar problem before, and that they'd be a great advocate to help make sure you stick with your goal. And then last but not least, track and measure your progress. You can't improve anything that you don't measure. And again, we suggest getting the, the credit card debt slash your toolbox because in there is a simple budget and other tools that you can help track your progress and to make sure you stick with your goal and achieve that within a timely manner. So again, the five steps that we encourage you to take when you are looking at or in the middle of the train wreck is first, stop and breathe. Take a break focus on what you have, be grateful for for what you do have right now. Then step two, acknowledge that things aren't good, but that they can get better. And that now is the time you're going to focus on making that change. Make that change. Right. Step three, do the triage. There were a lot of steps that we talked about during that this portion, but Figure out which ones you can work on now and make a plan to work on the others when you're able to. Step number four, break down your biggest financial problems into smaller pieces that are more manageable for you to be able to control. And then five, be consistent. Keep marching forward. Find the people, find the things that you need to help you keep moving forward. Now stay tuned for your queer money takeaway from this episode. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to the episode. Here's your queer money takeaway. If you feel like you're on a financial train wreck, don't bury your head in the sand as many of us often do. Acknowledge the problem and take action using the five steps outlined in this episode and get the credit card debt slasher toolbox. The tools in the toolbox will help you with your money problems, even if debt's not one of them. Then join us on Thursday for another bonus queer money episode. And next Tuesday, when we talk with Barbara Sloan of Tipped Finance about her new book, Tipped, which helps service industry professionals, servers, bartenders, strippers, etc., reach financial security. Yes, you can reach financial security when most of your income is from tips. Thanks again and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.